Now, did you know that there's an astronomical object in which space and time actually swap places? How does that work? And what exactly does swapping space and time mean? Well, let's figure it out. Imagine that you're on a spacecraft. The vehicle can only move straight. Your path leads to some inevitable point, and you have no idea what lies ahead. You can only hope that it won't be too bad. Meanwhile, everything around you is complete madness. A chaotic collage of many historical events. What do you see? Ancient humans and dinosaurs? The birth of the universe? A future? Who knows? That's what the universe would look like if we swapped time and space. And theoretically, this is what you would see if you fell into a black hole and somehow were able to survive. But how is something like this even possible? First of all, let's discuss time and space. Imagine drawing a light bulb on a sheet of paper. Then grab one more sheet and draw how it lit up. Right now, it's just a small circle of light. Another sheet? The circle of light is growing. It gets bigger and bigger in size, until finally, it turns into a giant circle. In real life, the bulb lights up in the blink of an eye. That's because the speed of light is the fastest in the universe. But here, on our drawings, we capture the propagation of light frame by frame. We see how, over time, the light has grown from a small dot to a large circle. But if you connect these circles, doesn't it remind you of some shape? For example, a cone? Yes, exactly! This is called a light cone, and time is the central axis of this cone. Why? Because light turns from a small dot into a large circle over time. To remember it, let's draw a time vector, an arrow inside the cone. It goes from the past to the future. Meanwhile, the circles are space. In space, we can move however we want, in any direction. We can move up or down, in zigzags, and so on. But no matter what zigzags we draw, along the timeline, we're always moving forward. We can't turn back in time, and we can't stop it. This helps us define time and space. Time is the direction in which the light cone is oriented. This is the direction where all our paths lead, and where our future inevitably lies. And space is the whole variety of directions perpendicular to the timeline. This is a straightforward graph. If it could be applied to the entire universe, then time would flow the same everywhere. However, if you've watched at least some popular sci-fi movies, you know that this isn't the case. In reality, time can be crazy. For example, if you're chilling near a black hole, what will be two hours for you may turn out to be 20 years for your friend on Earth. But why? Well, take a deep breath. Now gravity comes into play. Oh, I know about gravity. It's that thing that helps me to stand on the ground, you may think. But it's much, much more complicated than that. Gravity is one of the basic physical forces in our world, and it's incredibly powerful. In fact, she's such a girl boss that she can distort space and time. She can literally influence the speed of time like an almighty wizard. How? Well, let's take something slightly bigger than a life bulb. For example, a supernova. Somewhere in the universe, a star has just made a boom. How do we know about it? Well, nothing in the universe, no sound, no radio waves, nothing, travels faster than light. So we'll know about the birth of a supernova only when we see it. And this will happen only when its light cone grows enough and reaches our planet. So the light cone grows and grows. So far, everything is fine. 
And finally, it reaches our planet. But there's a catch. You see, our planet is very massive. Very massive. And it has pretty strong gravity. What happens then? Gravity changes the direction of the light cone. It begins to attract the cone to the center of our planet. And with it, it also attracts our arrow of time. That means it slows the time down. And the closer the light cone is to us, the more the arrow bends and the slower time goes. What does it mean? Well, for example, the fact that the watch on your ankle will lag behind the watch on your wrist, that your head is aging faster than your legs, and that astronauts in Earth's orbit age a little slower than people on Earth. This is what scientists call general relativity. Right. But how does this relate to our topic? How can we understand what will happen if we swap space and time? Nah, don't worry, we're almost there. Now, imagine a cosmic body with incredibly strong gravity. It bends time and space so much that it feels like they swap. This is a black hole. A black hole attracts absolutely everything to its center. No stars, planets, no light can escape from there. Let's say our light cone is approaching it. First, as usual, time begins to bend toward the center of the black hole, attracted by its gravity. But the gravity is very strong, so it bends more and more. And time goes slower and slower the closer you're to the center. In the end, the light cone crosses the boundary of the black hole, the so-called event horizon. At this point, it gets so distorted that now it's literally pointing downwards. We can say that time has changed its direction. Time is pointing downwards. What kind of nonsense is that, you may ask? It'll be easier to explain in a real example. Imagine you're a crazy astronaut who decided to jump into a black hole. And there's an observer in the spaceship who watches you doing this for some reason. At first, for you, nothing changes. You look at your watch, you see that 5 minutes have passed, and everything's okay. But for the observer, first of all, you'll fall for a very long time. The observer has been sitting there for 50 years, and you're still falling. All because your time has slowed down. Secondly, since space is also distorted near the black hole, the observer will see how you'll begin to stretch like spaghetti. This is a scientific term, by the way. It's called spaghettification. And then you finally cross the event horizon. The observer doesn't see you anymore. Light cannot escape from a black hole, so your image won't reach the observer even if you're still inside. And what about you? What if you somehow survived? Remember, the time arrow is pointing to the center of the black hole. What does it mean? It means that now, the center of the black hole is your future. It isn't a place, it's a fate that you can't change. And wherever you came from, as well as the rest of the universe, no longer exists for you. Because now, it's not a place, but an event from the past. And since you can't turn back time, you'll never be able to come back. But what is around you? Complete chaos. The rays of light now move in all directions, forward, backward, and so on. The rays depicting the events of the past, the future, the present, all this is moving around you. In reality, space and time didn't swap places, but it feels like they did. Because in space, you can now only move forward, as if along a straight line. And time, reflected in the light rays, surrounds you everywhere and moves in all possible directions. And here we go back to the beginning. This horrifying example helps us imagine what it would feel like 
if time and space got reversed. Of course, all this is just theories and guesses. The very idea that we're moving in some one direction, the one we haven't chosen, and there's complete time chaos around, sounds quite frightening. And yet, it would be a very interesting experience. Sounds dangerous. Mm, Why don't you go first? That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. Houston, we've got good news. A group of select humans is being interviewed to hop on board the first commercial vacation to outer space. The space agency has given you a survey to answer. They want to know what you would pack on this space adventure. Depending on your answers, you just might be one of the chosen ones. Now how about we take a look at that list together? Pencils. I guess I never would have thought of that, but it makes sense. Legend has it that the U.S. spent millions of dollars trying to design a pen that worked in space. You know, since the lack of gravity is a huge, I mean, inescapable factor of life in outer space, pens don't work. The ink won't flow down as it does here on Earth. It turns out that pencils will do the trick. This way you can play word puzzles with the other space tourists, or even make some drawings of your adventure. You'd never forget to pack a toothbrush, of course. According to veteran astronauts, toothbrushes are so simple Yet their technology is enough for space. If you were to squeeze a water bottle inside a spacecraft, the molecules of water would float around in small bubbles. But if you wet your toothbrush, it naturally holds the water in it, keeping it moist to receive your toothpaste. Oh, I was going to say funny socks. Glad that you beat me to it. Here are two things. First, there's not a lot of walking that goes on in space. People don't tend to touch the ground too much up there. And second, Space isn't the best place to showcase your fashion style. Yeah! Astronauts tend to use special clothes while they're out there. And it will be no different for you as a space vacationer. So socks will keep your feet warm and fuzzy, but they'll also speak for your fashion interest. Maybe one day you'll wear a smiley face sock, while the other day you'll go for a Grinch-themed one. Of course, socks are pretty helpful on board an aircraft. They'll make you slide through stuff more easily. Next time I go to the convenience store, I'll remember to buy some wet wipes for your space travel. Experienced space travelers do love them, and it wasn't even NASA that invented them, huh? Since water is a no-go inside a spaceship, the best option is wet wipes. Better yet, if they're scented. Astronauts even use different kinds of wipes. They buy the disinfecting ones and the ones to use on their bodies. Just make sure you know how to tell the difference between them when you're up there. There's a popular myth that says that NASA invented Velcro. But, the truth is, we tend to think that everything that's used in space was invented by NASA for a very intelligent and specific purpose. It wasn't, though. Velcro was invented for mundane reasons back in the 1950s by a Swiss company. They were adopted by space travelers because they work as anti-gravity props. They don't erase gravity, of course. But you can glue Velcros into daily stuff and then hang them on the Velcro attached to the spaceship's walls. It's a very smart system, but best to take your own pair, right? If you're spending a long time in outer space, photographs from back home might come in handy. Choose them well, though. Since the spacecraft isn't all that big, the rest of the people on board will know which pictures you decided to bring along. Best to keep that Harry Styles poster back in your earthly bedroom, right? Just bring real pictures of people that you know and love. Did I hear pizza? A huge part of traveling and exploring new places is being able to taste different flavors of food. In outer space, That's a bit more complicated. But hey, at least you can take some pizza with you. 
Well, actually, you'd have to have it delivered to you in a cargo ship. This way, ingredients would come fresh and ready to eat. It wouldn't be the first time that people in space tried eating Earthling junk food. Some astronauts have even eaten crepes and hot dogs. Perhaps the best part of this pizza party would be that your food could float. Now isn't this a super nice way to enjoy some Earth delicacies? Hmm, as much as I understand your desire to pack a toilet with you on this space trip, that's virtually impossible. I mean, I understand you. Some people are attached to the toilets in their homes. And a space toilet is far from the ideal experience. But NASA has been improving their toilet system. And it's the best it's been over the years. So that will have to do. Here's something I would take as well. A laptop. But what good would it do in outer space, you might ask? Apparently, there is internet all over the International Space Station. So even if you're not spending most of your trip docked at the ISS, you could enjoy some Netflix on the days you spend over there. There is internet all over the ISS, apparently. Crazy, huh? And speaking of leisure, I love that you would take a yo-yo. I'm not sure how efficient it would be in space, since there's no gravity to bounce it back and forth. But it would be nice to see how a yo-yo reacts in a gravity-free environment. Oh, I love jigsaw puzzles. This would definitely be on my list as well. Imagine trying to build a jigsaw puzzle that keeps floating in the air. Maybe you'll have to create a system to avoid the separate pieces floating aimlessly through the spacecraft. But imagine once you finish that turtle puzzle, it will look like it's swimming around the craft. You can't pack a window, but they sure are an important part of life in outer space. Let's keep in mind some of the rules of the trip. Each traveler will have the opportunity to do one spacewalk during their time in space. This is already huge. Consider yourself lucky. Some elite astronauts only get to do one spacewalk during their entire career. That is so because spacewalks are risky and require a lot of training. But you'll get your training once you're up there. The thing is, all other days you'll be stuck inside a floating tin can. So windows will come a long way. They'll help to remind you where you are. They'll give you some perspective of space and Earth. Of course, you should take your camera. How else will you be able to register for this once-in-a-lifetime experience? Just make sure it works inside an aircraft or the ISS and you're good to go. Hmm? Coffee? Don't worry, you don't need to pack your own. Up until recently, astronauts had to rely solely on instantly brewed cups of coffee when they were in space. But you're lucky that coffee experts have already solved this issue. Nowadays, there's the ISS Presso machine. The machine itself is similar in size to an Earthling espresso machine. But to drink it, space travelers have to use a zero-gravity coffee cup together with a straw. If you try drinking it regularly, you wouldn't get hot coffee to hit you directly in your face. Instead, the coffee would be glued to the bottom of your cup. I have to say I really stand this invention. Last, but not least, why not pack your guitar with you? I noticed you were missing a musical instrument. If this was a conventional flight, you might have to pay extra for luggage. But since it's all included, don't be shy and take your guitar. Astronauts such as Chris Hadfield take their musical instruments with them when they're in space. He even became famous for his version of Bowie's Space Oddity. Up to the point that Bowie himself told him he lived Chris's version of it. It helps to pass the time, but it's also great for socializing. Can you imagine a pretend bonfire happening in the void of space? I can. And it looks super cool. Well, I think you're set to go. I'll personally call NASA and ask them to pick you as one of the lucky space travelers. See you in outer space, amigo. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.
Have you heard about a diamond star that could put all the riches on Earth to shame? Or how about twinkling stars with surfaces made of solid iron? So let's take a look at these weird stars and try to unravel their mysteries. There's a star in the Centaurus constellation that was nicknamed Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes, it was named after a Beatles song, because it basically is a Beatles song. You see, the star was discovered to have a massive diamond at its core. Now, you may be wondering how big this diamond really is. Well, it's estimated to be about 10 billion trillion trillion carats. That's a one followed by 34 zeros. To put that into perspective, the Hope Diamond, which is one of the largest diamonds on Earth, is a measly 45.5 carats in comparison. Can you imagine the size of the ring you could make with this star diamond? And it's about the same mass as our sun. But don't get too excited about the prospect of owning this diamond just yet. Even if you were Jeff Bezos, you wouldn't be able to afford it. According to Ronald Winston, CEO of Harry Winston Inc., the diamond is so big that it would likely depress the value of the market. So you'd have to settle for a much smaller diamond engagement ring. One interesting thing about the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds star is that it's incredibly dense. In fact, it has the mass of the sun crammed into an object only a third the diameter of Earth. That's like trying to fit an elephant into a shoebox. And yet, despite its massive size, it's actually quite cool, with a core temperature of only about 12,000 degrees Fahrenheit. By comparison, the core temperature of our sun is about 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Since the discovery of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, several other crystallized stars have been found, some with diamond hearts the size of Earth. It just goes to show that the universe is full of surprises, and you never know what kind of treasures you might find out there in the vast expanse of space. And this isn't the only weird star we've discovered so far. There are many strange, unexplained things in outer space. For example, let's take Vega. Vega, also known as Alpha Lyrae, is a bright star located in the constellation Lyra. It's one of the brightest stars in the night sky and is easily visible to the naked eye from most parts of the world. Now, Vega may look like a beautiful, bright star to us northern hemisphere folks, but little do we know, it's hiding a secret. It's actually quite squashed. You see, Vega's high spin rate causes it to bulge at the equator, kind of like a cosmic belly. It rotates once every 12.5 hours, which is pretty fast for a star, and it throws material out around its waistline. It's almost like the star is hula hooping. This material is further from the center of the star, so it experiences less gravity, causing it to cool and darken, leading to a gravity darkening effect. So Vega is basically a cosmic fitness guru's worst nightmare. Although for us stargazers, it still looks round because we're looking at it from Earth's pole end. However, if we saw it from a different angle, we'd get a very different view. One that might make us wonder if Vega has been sneaking some cosmic donuts behind our backs. 
But while we might joke about its equatorial waistline, there's no denying that Vega is still one of the brightest and most fascinating stars in our galaxy. But if you want something actually bright, then how about a supernova? Supernovas are giant space booms that occur when stars reach the end of their life cycle. It's like the grand finale of a fireworks show, but on a cosmic scale. They release more energy in a few seconds than our sun will produce in its entire lifetime. And this is exactly what happened to the next star of our show. This celestial object with a weird name, IPFT14HLS. But there's a catch. It isn't your average supernova. Even though this star made a blast in 2014 and started to fade away like usual, recently it made an unexpected comeback and brightened once more. <laughs> Talk about a dramatic entrance. And if that wasn't enough, this thing continued to fade and brighten at least five times in total, which is a bit like a yo-yo. It's like the star just couldn't make up its mind about whether it wanted to stay bright or fade away into the abyss. Also, when scientists measured the supernova's spectrum, they found that it was evolving ten times slower than other stars. Maybe it's a supernova that just wants to enjoy its golden years. All in all, this object is a real mystery. But this is not the only star suffering from the 2-in-1 syndrome. At first glance, M.Y. Camelopardalis appears to be a fairly common star. But after a closer look, astronomers concluded it was actually two stars in one. These two stars are orbiting each other at over 600,000 miles per hour. It's a contact binary star system, which means that the stars are so close together that they share a common envelope. In other words, they're so close to each other that they're practically smooching. These celestial Romeo and Juliet are one of the most massive known binary stars out there. Each of them individually weighs in at a whopping 32 and 38 solar masses, respectively. Astronomers also think that they might be on the brink of a stellar merger, which means that one day, they might just combine into one giant superstar. Wow, who knew space could be so romantic? Next, introducing another long name, HD140283, also known as Methuselah's star. This little guy in the constellation Libra has been around for a while, and by a while, I mean a really long time. Actually, scientists used to think it was older than the universe itself. Just imagine if it turned out to be true. But eventually, they figured out that it's actually around 14.8 billion years old, a peer of our universe. That's still pretty impressive, though. This star is so old, it remembers when the Milky Way was just a baby galaxy. But despite all that, this star still has some life left in it. It's just starting to expand into a red giant, which is kind of like when you hit your 30s. Talk about aging well. But if all these things are somewhat comprehensible, then how about a star that was literally named WTF star by scientists? 
No, I'm not kidding. At least, it used to be. Now, it's called Tabby's Star. It also has a more scientific name, but that one is a bit of a mouthful. But what's really bizarre about this star is its irregular dimming. For some reason, it doesn't glow like a normal star, but blinks, as if someone turned on and off a flashlight. And it's not just a little dip, we're talking up to a 22% drop in light. So it's not because it sometimes gets blocked by a planet or something. Scientists have come up with all sorts of explanations for this strange behavior, from comets to dust to even an extraterrestrial megastructure. That's right, but before your imagination runs too wild, it's important to note that the most likely explanation is just plain old dust. Perhaps the star is surrounded by some kind of dust cloud, and sometimes it prevents us from seeing it clearly. Although this explanation is still not 100% confirmed, there are still plenty of mysteries surrounding Tabby's star. One thing's for sure, it may be a bit of an oddball, but that's what makes it so fascinating. So, there you have it, folks. We're left in awe of the incredible diversity and strangeness of the cosmos. There's so much more to discover out there. So, let's keep exploring and keep being amazed by the wonders of the universe. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.